This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 504, How Leticia Achieved Band 8 for Writing. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, you'll meet Leticia, a three-key student who is celebrating her birthday as well as an overall score of 7.5 on her first and only IELTS exam. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Happy New Year, IELTS Energy listeners. Um, We have a super duper special guest today. Super duper is kind of a funny thing to say. But anyway, um, yeah, because not only is it New Year's Day, but it is also her birthday. Leticia, can you introduce yourself to our audience, please? Hello, Jessica. I'm very happy to be here because this is a very special day for me, as it is for everybody, but it's also my birthday. So, (laughs) Happy New Year's, everyone, and happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. I, I'm wondering something before we get to IELTS. Do, do you like having a birthday that's on a holiday? Like, because maybe you, it doesn't feel as special because it's already a celebration. Yeah, that's not good at all. <laughs> I don't know anyone that have the birthday on this date that likes it because the problem is everybody's too busy celebrating. Yeah. And nobody remembers that it's your yeah. birthday. So you don't receive, a, receive phone calls. Aww. Nobody comes over. So it's very bad. <laughs> and nowadays I chose another day, an alternative day. It is the 6th of January. Oh, funny. It's the day that I celebrate. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I, because I have some friends who have birthdays like around Christmas as well. It's the same thing. Like nobody thinks yeah. about their, you know, their birthday. They get presents, but it's just for Christmas. Like it's not. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It happens. Okay. <laughs> and now I have a nephew who was born on the 27th of December. Oh, gosh. So the same problem. Oh, God. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this year at least. You have an extra reason to celebrate because in 2018, you do not have to worry about IELTS anymore. <laughs> that's so true. So that's kind of a big I'm so gift. happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about your amazing scores. First of all, um, what was your overall score? It was 7.5. That is incredible. And then what scores did you get for each category? So I got 6.5 for reading, 
7.5 for listening and uh, um, speaking <laughs> and 8 for writing. That is insane. That is amazing. I I really <laughs> want to focus on the 8 for writing because I feel like um uh, it's this is the hardest thing. This is the hardest part of the exam for students to to go beyond that seven, you know? And mm -hmm. even even getting that seven is sometimes seemingly impossible, seemingly just beyond the reach of a lot of students. So let's, mm -hmm. let's dig into the writing. I think this is going to be a really effective episode for our students today. Um, okay. So let's, let's go back to the beginning here. Why did you have to take IELTS? Um, I'm planning to study in Canada in a university and they ask for the language test and for the IELTS they ask that I have overall 6.5. So my goal, my personal goal was 7.5 but all I needed was 6.5 overall. That's fantastic. Guys, always aim for higher than what you need. I mean, <laughs> at the very least, you'll get what you need then. Or, like Leticia, you can actually achieve that. Like, that's amazing. Um, and this was your first time taking IELTS, right? Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. Okay. First time. So, <laughs> first and always. Thank goodness. You are, man, yeah. that's awesome. So, but you obviously worked really hard to make it like the first time, you know, to get mm -hmm. these scores the first time. So how long did you prepare for IELTS? Last year, uh, around this time of the year, I was planning my new year and I was making like New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I needed to go move forward with my career. Awesome. So I wanted to study abroad. And when I decided this, I started taking IELTS lessons with the teacher. Mm -hmm. And since then, since last December, I was taking these lessons, but I didn't know exactly what, what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. I thought about IELTS, but I was not sure until like May, last May, June, when I decided that I was going to this university mm -hmm. and I knew uh, what I needed to do. So okay. I have had everything defined. Yeah. So since June, I started preparing for the test and I took the test on November. Okay. And that's when I, I bought your course, the Three Keys IELTS, because I was a listener to the podcast mm -hmm. and I realized that I needed something, a plan, something to do. So I bought the 60 days plan and I started studying with more than 60 days. <laughs> Because I, I thought it was important for me. Oh, for sure. I mean, the more time, the better. So that's that's important to talk about, though, because we have questions from students quite often, actually, who, I mean, not everyone is going to have, like, exactly 30 days or exactly 60 mm -hmm. days. So how did you fill out the rest of the time? Oh. Uh preparing yeah so you had more than 60 days and excuse me yeah. and you saw this you used the 60 day study plan so what did uh -huh. you do to to extend that well i what i did the most was listening because i i am a good listener mm -hmm. <laughs> so i uh, that's my strongest skill i think okay it didn't show on the on the result but i think i listen a lot and that's what i do 
best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have an, an issue on reading oh. that was diagnosed uh, months before the test. So really? I found out, yeah, I found out that I have a syndrome which makes me have difficulty on interpreting te- uh, text. So I needed... Yeah, this was funny because I had to use an overlay uh, that is a transparent paper, colored paper, to put on top of the the text that I read. And I needed to practice with this overlay, which is something new in my life. So it was, I believe that's why I couldn't score better on reading. I just got the 6.5. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait. (laughs) I have so many questions. Um, (laughs) Okay. So is it like a form of dyslexia? Uh, Maybe it's in the family, but it's not dyslexia. I I can see. I can understand what I read. The problem is that I see more. uh, It's like if I see more light than I need, you wow, know, yeah. like the letters are brighter than they should be. Wow. And I see some patterns on the, the body of the text, yeah. like on the page, I can see a few distortions. So wow. it's harder for me to read once and understand on the first time. Usually I have to read out loud. I have to read more than once. Yeah. I get lost in the page many times. Oh my gosh. So time for me is key. On reading, so and the British Council yeah. g- gave me twenty five percent extra time because I sent them a medical report yeah. and they gave me these extra time. That so it was that's important, absolutely necessary. Yeah. <laughs> that's important to know yeah. though, um, because IELTS does have accommodations ready. They have systems set up for any yeah. language challenge that you guys are facing. I know that um, for like uh, people with speech impediments, for instance, right. They're, they're given extra uh-huh. time on the speaking exam. The examiner is aware of this. And so their score doesn't uh, reflect yeah. that necessarily, right? And they were great with me. They That's were awesome. so nice. Uh, they were uh, like, they asked if I needed the extra time for the speaking as well. And they said, no, the speaking is okay. <laughs> it's just for reading. <laughs> and I used the, the extra time only on the reading part. Yeah. Uh, but they gave me for all the, the, the sections of the test. But I just used on the reading. Okay. And that's when I really needed that. Wow. You could have been like totally dishonest and been like, oh, yeah, no, I, I need extra time for everything. <laughs> no, yeah. So, no, they gave me, I had the time. I had to wait until that time finished. Oh, But geez. I could finish on time. It was okay for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you just had to like sit there and wait and be like, I'm actually okay. Like, I actually yeah, finished. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Did, did you have to use the overlay that you're talking about for reading? I had. And Jessica, this is something that I've never heard about yeah, me anywhere. Uh, the the no about the, the paper they use on the IELTS test. Oh. Each part of the test comes in a different color. Oh, so the listening was a white paper. Right. The reading was a brownish paper. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very dark paper. So 
I, this overlay thing is new to me and that paper was very dark. So I was very confused if I should be using the overlay or or if I should just put it away because it was very dark and the overlay, it, it's to prevent it, the page from uh, shining (laughs) too much, you know? And then the, the reading, the writing was a green paper. Each part of the test comes in a different color and they didn't know that. I was not expecting that. It was it was a problem for me, for my situation personally. That is interesting because, I mean, that's something that I knew, but I never thought to share before. It never occurred to yeah. me, right, that that would be a detail that would, like, matter to candidates. That is so interesting. Yeah, it made a difference. So <laughs> as far as the reading goes, I mean, you still got a 6.5 which is really mm-hmm. good. Did you did you ha- like heavily rely on certain reading strategies from the course to help you through that? Um the reading was the, the most difficult for me to practice because I don't have a printer. Oh no. And I I couldn't practice with paper and I have this overlay thing yeah. going on. <laughs> I I just did some practice using the computer. I used the strategies, but they were not enough for me. I think I needed to, I wouldn't need something else, hmm. you know, to help me. My problem is different. Well, yeah. But it worked. Okay. And the texts are extremely hard. Yeah. They are very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Very difficult. I think this is important to, um, to pull out though, as advice for everybody out there studying. You, you really, in order to practice the strategies, like it, it like you do have to print out the papers, you know, it's impossible otherwise, because the strategies are super active, you know, like you're circling, Mm -hmm. you're underlining. Yeah, right. I just had one, one on paper, one practice I did with paper that the others were just on the computer wow. and iPad. And you still did really well, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. awesome. Okay, so let's dig into that writing eight. Now, before preparing for IELTS, had you written much in English? Had you studied academic writing? No, I've never. I write a lot in English because I work in English. I work in, a, in an American uh, school. Oh. I'm a teacher in an American school. So I use English every day a lot, but it's different when you write a mail to parents, to other teachers, and it's totally different. I have no idea on how to write. And that's, I think it's the, the part of the course that was most helpful for me Awesome, because I used every single tip (laughs) you gave on that course and it was perfect. (laughs) And one one extra thing, I participated on One Power Hour with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't remember because we were five and I know you do this a lot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On, okay. On that day, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> on that day, you said something that was key to me. Uh, I was writing using all the tips and everything, but I was like being too creative, more creative, <laughs> creative than I should, you know? So, uh, you said that the argument was not strong enough and you always say on the podcast and it also, uh, on the course that if you have a strong opinion about something mm-hmm. that you should use it. Yeah. And luckily 
my my essay was about advertisement oh. and I have strong opinions about that. So I wrote about the effects on children, the lack of research and etc. Awesome. And I believe that's what that's what raised my sports. So what, so uh, can you explain that a little bit? Like, how were you being too creative? <laughs> um, I, I was writing correctly, yeah. but the argument was not strong enough. It was not like based on reality. Oh, it was okay. like a bit, uh, you know, fairy tale and okay. <laughs> it didn't work. So what you said on that day, <laughs> you said that like the, the, the reader must be convinced that what you say is true or yeah. is, is possible. Right. You know? Yeah. That's the hardest part about um, yeah. coming up with the specific support that we need because we can't always think of real life examples. That's our first go-to, right? To think of mm -hmm. real ways to support stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes we do have to be creative, but in a very restrained way, in a way yeah. that it's like the examiner can read your essay and really just have no doubts, you know, like, oh, that's totally possible. Like, just uh -huh. not even stop to think about it. Okay, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Could you provide our listeners with some advice or strategies that you got from the course that you really feel like pushed that score so high, pushed that writing score to an eight? Um, I think the structure you give on the course is uh, what helps us when we have to write fluently and we don't have time to count words and, uh, and etc. Yeah. So I think uh, memorizing the structure, not exactly the words, maybe if we try to memorize words, it can be like... Um, make you have difficulties on developing your own text. Okay. But if you memorize the structure, like here we, I need a connector, here I will give an example, yeah. and here I will explain why. So I had the, the paragraphs, like a map of the paragraphs, yeah. and I just was uh, like writing, but I, I knew what I had to do. I didn't have to think a lot. You know? Yeah, no, that's the point. I mean, we're always trying to get students to trying to help students to control what they can, right? Like you don't know what kind of question you're going to get. You can't memorize, you know, these hundred words that you'll definitely use. Like yeah. all of those things are impossible. And we have mm -hmm. to stop looking for those sort of magic keys. It is work. I mean, we can provide you with as much support as we can, right? I can tell you where to put your ideas how to organize them, show you samples mm -hmm. of what it, what it looks like to do this well, right? So you can mm -hmm. see uh, like a high-level way to express certain ideas. But mm -hmm. like you have to fill in the gaps yourself, you know? You have yeah. to have the vocab, I think also yeah. The, the brainstorm part is very important as well mm -hmm. because that's when you, you make – you, you see everything you have to work with. Yeah. It's all in front of you. Yes. So before the test, I, I did a bit of a research about brainstorming techniques. Oh, awesome. What'd you <laughs> and find? I found out some 
some very interesting techniques, like you can uh, draw a graph and, and put in many different ways. There are cool. uh, uh, names of these techniques I can't remember now, but yeah. there are many available techniques for you to, to brainstorm. That's true. And it's extremely helpful and necessary. We cannot uh, neglect this part of the, the writing test. It's so important because, as you say, we cannot be repetitive. Yeah. We need to be co uh, cohesive and coherent. Yeah. Everything needs to be there and all the ideas in sequence. So if you have a good brainstorm, you will write a good essay. Yeah, for sure. I love the way that you said that. I love everything you just said. <laughs> this is this is something that I say to students quite often. It's the same exact thing where like everything you need for your essay, it it has to be in your brainstorm, you know? Um yeah, you yeah. have to commit to spending the whole 5 minutes with this plan, even 6 minutes, you know? Like you can extend it uh -huh. because it's necessary. And all of your examples, details, like everything is in there and like you said, in order. And that's what I like about mm -hmm. exploring different brainstorming techniques because everybody's brains work differently. I'm very, yes. like, I love lists. I just, I organize stuff in outlines. Like, this is just always the way that I've brainstormed. But I know for other people, uh -huh. making a mind map really helps. Where there yeah. is a, a, those a, a two circles with an intersection. This Ooh, also is interesting. The Venn, Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, that's the name. Those are fun too. I like, yeah, yeah. I do those with my son sometimes. I don't know. It's just fun. Yes. I love it, guys. Um, I definitely encourage you to do like Leticia did and try to find different ways of brainstorming. Experiment with a few of them until you find the one that works for you and then hone in on that, right? Just practice yeah. brainstorming for a couple days. There's something else that I would like to add mm. because I see a lot of your students asking about which kind of essay should I write? Yes. Should I write an <laughs> argument essay? And this is something that I can't, I can't try to answer this question. I just, uh, uh, I just avoid these thoughts. Like <laughs> if I see a question, I answer that question no matter what. Mm. So in my essay, it was an affirmation like uh, advertisements are unnecessary. Mm -hmm. This was the affirmation. And then they asked me my opinion mm -hmm. and why. Yeah. As why did I think that way? So I said that my opinion was the opposite of that. So I wrote both sides. I think I did an argument to say yeah. because I, I showed both sides and I explained my opinion in the end. Yeah. And I, I don't know what I did. I just answered <laughs> the question. You know? But that's a good way to look at it, though, because students do get really mm -hmm. hung up sometimes on, do I have to write an opinion? Do I have to write an argument? And, yeah. you know, the advice that inevitably is returned to them is that it depends on the question, right? And, yeah. mm -hmm. and I understand it's confusing because IELTS words things in in a variety of ways. It could be, how far do you agree or disagree? To what extent mm -hmm. do you agree or disagree? Or it could tell you exactly what to write. It could have two questions, like a mixed question. What are the effects of this? What is your opinion? Then you just, just mm -hmm. answer those two questions. That's paragraph two, paragraph yeah. three, right? So I like this idea yeah. of just not overthinking it. Just focus on what the question asks you to do. I like that. And most of the time, you're going to end up writing an argument essay. That's just, that's what happens. 
<laughs> yeah. It's easier and it's funnier, I think. It's more like totally. it's good to write an argument to say. It's way stronger. <laughs> it is just it's just easier all around to get, you know, the score yeah. you need in the time allowed with this easier essay. So yeah. Okay, Leticia, I'm sure you want to go celebrate your birthday. <laughs> Yeah. With anybody who's who's around and you know not still sleeping from New Year's Eve, so yeah, <laughs> is there is there any last words of wisdom you could have for our IELTS candidates today? Well, I think that um, we should always uh, see this day, the day you go to take the test, as a fun day, awesome. as a good day, because this is something that you've been pract- uh, preparing for so long, yeah, and. It can't be a, a, a stressful day or something like this. I remember on the day I took the test, I woke up with a song in my head, oh, wow. playing in my head. And the song said, "It's gonna. this is going to be the best day of my life. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you know this song. It's so fun. I and it. I love the song. And it was all the day in my mind. I think it helped me to keep a good, good uh, positive uh, approach For to sure. the test. You know, I think I was happy. I was like... Okay, after this day, I will relax. I'll, I don't have to study anymore. Yeah, totally. I think this is a good good thing to do on a day. I love it. <laughs> yes, guys, please find a motivating song. Have this be your IELTS theme. <laughs> Listen to it on repeat on your way to the exam. That's I love it. That's awesome. The 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 more relaxed, the more confident, the more positive you are, that's what brings up your scores. You know, that's what allows you to get your best scores. You're not getting in your own way, right? You you've like you yeah. said, you've done all the preparation, you've done all the work. So, let yourself succeed. Like let yourself just do it. Yeah. That's awesome. The best day to do it is be relaxed yeah. and have fun. Totally. Oh, thank you so much, Leticia, for coming on the show today. And congratulations, amazing scores. And also, happy birthday from everyone in the world that is listening to this episode today. <laughs> thank you, Jessica, for having me. It was my pleasure. All right. Bye, Leticia. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.